it's absolutely hilarious that I'm not waiting for anyone. Hopefully you can hear me. <laughs> I'm not waiting for anyone. And um, I'm by myself because I'm not waiting for it. And I'm still, I'm still two minutes late. <laughs> I apologize for that, folks. Uh, just getting some last minute, you know, stuff ready with the, um, with the podcast and the broadcast and the feed and everything and, and the topics that we have. And uh, unfortunately, I apologize in advance, but uh, you guys are stuck with me tonight uh, and my ugly uh, mug because I'm solo. I'm solo. This is the first time I, I was thinking about this before uh, and I've got a new mic and because I'm solo, I don't have to wear headphones so I can, I'm not tethered. And I've got a new mic. I'm not tethered. So I can go all the way back here. And you can hear me. You won't be able to see me because I got come out of the light. But uh, for the people at home listening to the audio version, <laughs> they're probably wondering, what, are you, what the hell are you doing? But, um, yeah, before you click away, don't click away. Uh, don't adjust your sets. Um, we're not missing anyone. We're not waiting for anyone. Uh, this is the Tesla Talks podcast. And uh, I'm solo tonight. And... It's not because I couldn't get anyone. Uh, it's my choice. Um, and I and I hinted at this probably for the last six, maybe seven or eight uh, podcasts where I've said, you know, thanks for these guys that come on. But in the event that they can't make it, and I understand everyone has busy schedules, that I'm going to have to do this one day sooner or later by myself. And I figured, you know what? Why not let these guys do what they got to do. And it's a busy time of the year and any time of the year it's busy and they are all families and, and stuff. Like that. So why bother them? Let me just do this live by myself and uh, see how it works out. But with that said, I am solo in terms of I've got nobody here, but I'm not by myself. I'm going to use all the people that I see people coming in and out that I've given it some time. I've been talking and stuff like people are uh, filtering into the uh, into the stream and into the chat and i'm going to need your help from people that are watching at home if you have any questions if you have any comments um as we go through the topics you will be my guest tonight you guys there you'll have to type frantically and i'll try to type back or maybe just talk back maybe it's probably best instead of typing back and uh we'll get through the show that way where we communicate with one another and and uh, we got some people from Minnesota here, from Minneapolis. That's great. That's awesome to see you guys. It's uh, hopefully, I mean, I don't think there's a time difference there from here in Toronto. So thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, we've got people from Ottawa here. That's pretty cool to see. Uh, uh, Nerds for Hire, no, you're not getting paid. Uh, I don't know why you would think you're getting paid, but you're not getting paid. Um, BC, Vancouver is in the house. That's great to see all these people um, helping me out. You have to help me out tonight. I'm by myself. Like I said, if you missed it in the beginning, I'm by myself. I'll probably repeat myself a few times during the podcast. Um, by choice, uh, I could have gotten guys, but I wanted to give them the, the week off or the month off, however you want to look at it, uh, and just try to do this on my own. So we've got lots of topics. Um, there'll be no debate, I guess, like, not that there ever ever is really a debate uh, at the odd time there's friendly debate and, and you know wholesome debate but there'll be no like uh hey what do you think franklin or what do you think darren or dan or paul or anything like that in this case you people in the chat are the people that are gonna uh you know interact with me and correspond with me 
the BC Tesla guy said, love my road trip. I love my road trip too. If you haven't seen that road trip, it, it's two parts and it could have been even more. It's just two parts. And uh, it was an awesome road trip. I highly advise anyone, no matter where you are, anywhere in the country, anywhere in, in North America, anywhere around the world, get out in your Tesla. That's what you bought it for. Drive, go on a nice long road trip with our supercharging network. It's amazing. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Uh, now with the CCS adapter uh, presence in, in a lot of different countries, I think they're uh, maybe just North America and South Korea. But anyways, for the most part, uh, you've got more choices too. So, so get a plan B, a backup, like a CCS adapter, and get out there and, and travel. And if, you here, if you're here in Canada, or even if you're in northern, northern parts of the States, you got to check out the east coast of Canada. It is breathtaking. Uh, or even the east coast of, of the U.S. is amazing, too. Uh, we drove through Maine. Pardon me. I'm going to open this up. I don't want to make too much noise here. It's not a beer. Here in Canada, this is, uh, this is the Canadian version of Coke. But it's much uh, better for you, from what I understand. It's bubbly. So because I'm going to be doing most, if not all, the talking tonight, I figured I better have some bubbly or something to, uh, some liquid to quench my throat. Uh, throat. Um, I'm already, I'm, I'm going to try that my hardest to, to keep up with the chat. Um, bear with me. I apologize if I, if I didn't. Uh, Gary in North York, uh, Woodbridge in the house, Stevie, Stevie T. It's like Stevie B. Anyone showing their age from the 90s, Stevie B. Um, uh, love to travel. Now that's, if that's not a, a handle, that I like, like, I don't know what is. Uh, someone, someone has an account named Love to Travel. They did a similar trip to Nova Scotia and Cape Breton. And yeah, I gotta say it was awesome. But I mean, I could talk about that all night. And you know what? Because here, here's the downside. I'm gonna tell you right now, get this uh, off my chest right now. Here's the downside. I, I take it, you know, I didn't even check. I take it you guys can hear me because you're saying you're talking about the trip and I'm talking. So I'm assuming I didn't even check the mics and everything. And I don't have someone else to say, yeah, I can hear you doc. So I'm assuming it's working. Um, what was I saying? Oh, because I am by myself tonight, the downside to that is a, you're stuck with me and me only, but also the other downside is that I could go off on these tangents and no one's going to be here to reel me back in. <laughs> so I apologize for that in advance. We'll make the, the, the best of it. Uh, somebody was saying something about uh, money. or Yeah. Uh, I'm saving Ford, someone, Brett Norman, says he finds that he's saving uh, four to $500. I, I'm assuming he's talking about dollars in gas. Uh, and it's half of my, and, and that's half of this Tesla payment. So, yeah. So, you know what? I mean, I guess if you're watching this, if you're tuning into this, uh, I guess we're preaching to the already converted, but that's the that's one of the big benefits of uh, driving electric or having an electric car. Um, you are five. You are five by five. I don't know what uh, audio is good. Thanks, um, Steve says all good. Uh, thanks. See, we have we have. If I get on tangents. Just in the chat there, just tell me to get back on, on, on track like uh, Nerds for Hire is telling me there. Okay, uh, I've got lots of topics. I've got plenty of topics because I figure, you know what? I can go through these topics uh, and I don't have to or I don't have the opportunity to, you know, 
put it to my guest and hear their opinion. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like everyone's opinions and stuff. Ed. I just want to try this out, but I don't have that, that uh, other time to use. So instead of having three or four or five topics that we, should, we usually have on our podcast, I've got, I think I've got like 10, I think about 10, 10 topics. So we're already how far in to it. We're already eight, eight and a half minutes in. So let's start. Um, I've got the first one lined up here and uh, you know, I figured, you know what, let's start with the most controversial one. <laughs> Isn't that the way to, the best way to do it? So we're going to talk about the ultrasonic sensors. Um, they're the USS for, for short. Uh, this happened back at the beginning of, of the month and now it's nearly the end of the month. So yeah, exactly three weeks ago, because I'm seeing uh, all these articles, by, by the way, all these articles, like they mostly have been for the, past few months. Uh, not to say anything's wrong with the other publications and everything. I just find that you want to get the most and most accurate and best and uh, quickest up-to-date articles. Go to Drive Test of Canada. Why, that, I mean, don't, don't go anywhere else. So all these articles are from Drive Test of Canada. And uh, this one is, like I said, about the ultrasonic sensors. How as of October 4th, this when the article came up, um, they're gone. They're, or, or they were going away, and I think by now they're probably gone. Uh, I'm not sure if any um, anyone's uh, spotted. I mean, I think there was a few pictures, but I don't know anyone myself or any videos that I've seen on YouTube. Mind you, I haven't been scouring for it. Uh, that has taken delivery of of some with without. But anyways, as you know, there's six on the back, six on the front, a uh, dozen ultrasonic sensors. Uh, and they're great for backing up and going forward, pulling into a spot and stuff like that. And now they're gone. And Tesla says they're going to use their um, vision camera technology and they're going to fill in the gaps with that. They never once said that they're doing it for a cost savings. But, I mean, we're not stupid, right? It, it's got to be for cost savings. Uh, or maybe that may not be the whole reason, but... That is a reason for them to say it isn't. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's a debate. So, of course, and like just like when we lost the radar, and I guess you could say when we had the, the passenger lumbar controls deleted too, it divides people and they turn into two camps. And we have the, <laughs> the okay, well, Tesla can do no wrong. So, you know what? I never liked radar or I never liked ultrasonic sensors. And um, then you have the other camp that are a little more skeptical and like wanna support Tesla and in, in things that they do and decisions that they make, but are also looking at it from a practical practicality point of view. And they're like, you know, it's just not gonna work. And I've seen people talk about it. I've, I've seen very smart people talk about it on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, and they just don't see that there's that foot or two blind spot from the angle of, of the top cameras or where they look down that uh, it won't be able to pick up. And people have, uh, on the Tesla campsite have said stuff about uh, that occupancy suite or whatever it's called. Um, that's going to, that's going to work. And yeah, that could work as in memory and stuff like that. But who's to know when you're parked there that nothing while you were parked there hasn't, you know, entered that, that blind spot in the meantime. So I'm on the fence. I, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm going to be like Switzerland. I'm going to be on the fence. I'm not going to, I don't have an opinion yet because it hasn't 
I haven't seen it in in the wild yet, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, I I think that the shortcomings that people have already talked about are real, are real shortcomings. And I don't know how Tesla is going to fix that uh, or deal with that. Um, now, keep in mind, Tesla has some brilliant, brilliant engineers and software developers that uh, work for them that can do this. So we'll see. Um, yeah, BC Tesla guy says in the chat, cameras will use, you know, the the guesstimate <laughs> instead of estimate, they'll guesstimate. <laughs> that that. That can only go so far. I mean, I, I get it. The wheels turning and knowing something is two feet in front of you and the wheels turning, they can know and they can diminish the, the distance and everything. But like I said, the, the biggest thing is if something enters after you've parked and left the car, uh, how are the cameras going to see that? There is some blind spots. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Um, I don't like the fact, this is typical Tesla too. I, like I said, I'm sure eventually they will fix this and wrap their head around it, whether it's going to need no new hardware, which that's another whole topic for debate, whether there'll be a retrofit, if that's what they find that they need. Um, I'm sure down the line, something will happen where we'll, we'll, they'll figure it out. Uh, or maybe they've already have a plan and we don't know about it because Tesla keeps a lot of this stuff tight to their vest. So we don't know, but they did the same thing with radar where they decide to do this but they're not prepared to do this. And this is why everyone leans towards the, the part shortage or cost savings and stuff like that um, argument because it, it very well can be because you go to all that trouble uh, and delete it, but you don't have the software ready. And in this one with the USS, they've already nerfed three or four different um, features that aren't going to be ready if you take delivery of your car and, and even, I think, worse if you've taken delivery of a car and you've purchased FSD or I think um, I think it even applies to uh, enhanced autopilot too so what they should do and they should always do is get the software and get the bugs and get everything working first and then delete it but you know Tesla I don't know they uh, they do things differently. Let's just say they do th things differently. Uh, Tony Chan says, uh, what happens if the car starts to slide on ice and that will lose the track of how much the wheels have turned? Yeah, yeah. It There's, there's. see, would I agree with you, Tony. I'll, I'll just put it up for everyone to see. Um, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of these what ifs um, uh, are, are, are valid. They're, they're valid questions and we don't know. We don't know yet what's going to happen in, in, in the event of something like that. Uh, yeah, is it going to lose calibration as a wheel slippage? Now, keep in mind, Teslas have one of the best traction controls I've ever driven in for a car. Uh, I mean, I haven't driven every car in the world, but the cars that I have driven, uh, they have amazing, amazing traction control. So we'll see what happens with that. That is that, that, that I think, I wanted to start with that because I think that's one of the most controversial uh news articles or news topics that came out this this um this year or this year sorry this month uh let's move on to the next one and that is going to be bear with me I'm by myself so we're gonna have to figure this out one way or another um yeah okay so the next one is just one that happened recently and this one's a fun one this is um new paint colors and whoever whoever 
chose the names, like whoever works in the department of Tesla that chooses names for colors and stuff like that. Brilliant. Kind of. Quicksilver, which is basically a silver, but from what I can see in the pictures and there's some videos that Tesla put out, and I wish I should have had the, picture, the videos ready. I don't. Sorry for the people watching. Uh, Quicksilver, it looks like a nice silver. And the Midnight Cherry Red. That is really cool. It's, I mean, from here, it looks like a darker, deeper red, but it looks very lustrous, if that's a word. Like, just uh, let me see if I can scroll down for you guys watching. Yes, yeah, so there's there's some uh, press shots there of that of that uh, Quicksilver. That looks really really nice. It's basically it looks like the silver they used to have, but ten times nicer. Uh, and the silver they used to have on a Model Three when it first came out, we call that the unicorn now. And there's the um, midnight cherry red. And of course, they had to keep the word midnight, just like the midnight metallic gray that they had before. Um, but that red looks really, really nice. Um, I'm dying to see it in person. Uh, they haven't said anything about it, uh, or I haven't seen it. What they have said is anyone. Oh, oh, by the way, it comes with a hefty price tag if you guys didn't uh, uh, see. I think it works out to like three or four grand extra per color. I think the red one, I might have this backwards. It's 50 50 shot, and I'm guessing. I think the red one is a little bit more than the gray one or the silver one. It might be the other way, other way around. But either way, it's expensive. But Tesla did a nice thing, which I thought was pretty nice. They said to the people that already have their orders in, now, by the way, this is in Europe and uh, the Middle East only right now, because right now Berlin is the only factory then that has the paint facility that can do this color, I guess, right now. I'm sure, like anything else, it'll trickle over here. But um, anyone that has put in an order for the red or the uh, gray previously, they're not, like, just left out to to dry type of thing. They're actually going to get this upgrade for free for no extra charge. So that's pretty nice. I mean, because it is a, a difference in price of, I think a few hundred to about a thousand dollars. So it's good to see that they've, uh, they've, you know, honored that price and didn't say to people, you know what? Cause they could have easily done that. I think Tesla's done something like this in the past, maybe not with paint or so, but they've turned around and said, you know what? It's more expensive. Do you want it still? Because if not, pick a different color. They didn't in this case. They were very nice, and I think that's uh, it's good to have. So you know, uh, someone's before someone's going to get their car before they even have it. It's they're saving money on it, or it's worth more than what they actually paid. So tell me, Teslas don't appreciate people. Tell me. <laughs> I think I'm going to finish this before the end of the show. I'm talking so much, or I'll lose my voice by the end of the show. Let me see what you guys are doing here. Oh, uh, private dating chat girls. Okay, let me show that for everyone. This uh, is a person I got in. And uh, how do you... Oh, see, I can't do it from here. There's a way if I was on YouTube site, I could actually uh, delete it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Where are you, Franklin? Uh, and yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to... Hold on a second. This is something I didn't uh, anticipate. I'm going to have to go in here and... Uh, access person if if i can i don't even know if i can do that um i should be able to stand by damn spammers see this is what this is what uh 
Elon was talking about. This is this is the problem. <laughs> uh, this is hilarious. So, back to our regular scheduled program in just a little bit. But now YouTube's not working for me. God damn it, you damn spammers. Okay, I think I'm good here. Uh, ear videos. Live. Okay, let me see if I can uh, find this. Hold on, bear with me. If there's any audio, I've got to mute it quickly. Hold on. Yeah, you can hear the little feedback. That's because I haven't muted it yet. Okay, let me see if I can find the chat. God damn it. Oh, here we go. Okay. Chat just took a while to come in. Uh, remove. Okay, yeah, I found the three dots. I just <laughs> couldn't get to it in time. So now let me st stop this feed. Uh, yeah, it says it's gone. Let me stop this feed uh, just because I don't want six feeds going at once while I'm streaming. If I need to go back to it, I'll go back to it. I apologize for that, folks. That's one thing I didn't think of. And you know what? It's funny. <laughs> Every episode we've done, I've had a guest and someone to help me out in the chat. Uh, e. Franklin usually does that when he used to come on the show or when he when he's on the show uh, and he would he would help me out. <laughs> the first time I'm by myself, I get that. For all I know, maybe it is Franklin that's doing that. Uh, okay, thanks for, no, it's not a tangent. It's, it's actually, I had to, to change that. But we're talking about the, the color. So it's not coming to North America right now. Uh, it's only going to be in Europe and the Middle East and the price and how they're matching the price and everything. And it's two nice colors. But uh, I think it was um, someone on Twitter from Silicon Valley account asked Elon, hey, are we ever going to do these colors or can we get a new color other than the five? And Elon, in as a good sport as he did say, or as he was, he said, yeah. Or yes, or something that something to that effect. Let me see if I can find it in the. Darren would be probably good with that. Yeah, it was. Oh no, they talked about it there. Oh, look at this. Okay, Darren got this cool thing. Okay, so this is a midnight midnight metallic, and then if you slide it over, that is the new Quicksilver. Look at that. I apologize for anyone that's listening, but if you're uh, watching from home. Or watching the YouTube thing, the feed, you got to see that. And then you can do the same thing with the red. This was um, multi-coat red, and now this is midnight cherry red, or cherry picking red. I forget what the color, what the name is. But that's it. That is the the uh, new colors. They will, I'm sure, they'll eventually come. They may not come to Fremont, but they'll eventually come to to. Berlin, maybe not Berlin, um, uh, Austin, and then more than likely they'll, they'll end up coming to um, Shanghai. If they'll probably come to Shanghai first, who knows? 
uh, right after Berlin. Um, Tessa uh, MD has a has a question. Where is it? Uh, yeah, no, we don't know where uh, Mother Franker is. Uh, I know where he is, but uh, he. I, I like to say think he couldn't make it, but you know what? Like I said, anyone that's joining us late and wonders where the other guests are, I'm decided. I decided to do this solo this week. Uh, just to see if I can and uh, iron out some kinks and stuff like that. So I appreciate you guys joining me. Uh, the guests will come back. This isn't going to be like this the whole time or, or going forward or anything. I just want to see if I could do this. Uh, gave the get the guys a break for the month or for the week, and then we'll, we'll we'll resume. So I didn't even reach out to to Franklin. So I don't know where he is. I think I know where he is. Uh, I don't know if he was available or not. Like I said, I didn't. Um, here's a question by Tesla MD. When do you think FSD beta geofence in Toronto will be removed? Uh, I heard it's going to be removed tomorrow. Tomorrow or Friday. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have a clue. <laughs> but it wasn't. it's not one of the topics. But I did hear... Uh, let me just get rid of this. I did hear that it is... Um, and it could have been a, a nasty rumor that it was supposed to be removed um, possibly on the next update, and that was a tweet by Elon, because I think somebody uh, asked Elon a week ago or two weeks ago that exact same question, and I think that might have been the um, the response that it soon will be, or it may be. Elon time. You know how it is. Elon time. Um, moving on to the next topic. We're flying now. And this is what I named the, the actual podcast title um, because it's pretty exciting news. They've actually launched another product and I'm not talking about a belt or I'm not talking about cologne. I'm talking about a real vehicle product that, you know, albeit it's been, what, four or five years? I think it was 2017s when they talked about this and showed it. This is the semi the Tesla Semi is finally going into production and it's probably what I'd say what five weeks away, five, six weeks away from the December 1st is when they're, they're slated to start delivering it to Pepsi. And I think they're going to be delivering. What is it? Uh, 10, uh, first deliveries, just says first deliveries here. Um, maybe eight. Yeah. They're saying eight here in, in the, in the news article, that's great news. I mean, to know that they have uh, this ironed out and in production, and surprisingly, it's being produced. Uh, well, I mean, if you're in the know, I guess, or have been following it, I guess maybe you're not surprised. But they're producing this at um, Nevada, Giga Nevada, where the uh, batteries come from. And another big surprise, where we learned on the earnings call uh, last week, is these aren't the uh, 4680s, which everyone, I think everyone, including myself, thought that the semi would have would be the 4680s. Instead, no, you know what? They didn't say. They just said it wasn't the 4680s. Uh, it could be the 2170s, could be the uh, 18650s. Who knows? Um, if I was a betting man, and I don't really bet that much, but if I was a betting man, I would say... It's probably the 2170s. Um, but I think it was Drew on the earnings call, the, the the battery development chief of battery, whatever 
uh, king of batteries for Tesla, whatever his, his title and name is there, said that um, I th he didn't, he, he, I think the way he worded it is um, the, the semi or a semi, is it semi or semi? Or does it, does it make a freaking difference? Uh, the truck, let's call it the truck, is not using 4680s. And I think the big part of that was yet. That's when he said it. So the big part is A, wasn't using it, and B, yet. So I think they will. Um, Nerds for Hire uh, eloquently uh, corrected me and said it is semi. Uh, as he phonetically spells it there. Or somebody else says sem I. Yeah, not semi. Semi is something different. Um, Brett Norman. Yeah, Brett, you're probably right. It probably is uh, 2170. Uh, but they didn't confirm it. This is the same thing here. Uh, or I was saying that uh, more than likely it's the 2170s. Uh, I think they've got more density. But look at look at the plaids. The plaids are using the 18650s, and they've got lots of density. But um, it's amazing. Like once again, all the fudsters and everything thought this truck wasn't going to come out, just like they think the Cybertruck's not going to come out. And they said, you know, there's no way that this truck's going to be able to do 500 miles, fully loaded. But in the earnings call, they talked about it. They said, yeah, this is 500 mile range, loaded. Fully loaded. Then they talked about, you know, level ground, so it's, it's not going to take into consideration elevation and stuff like that. That's all that's going to affect any car. Any car, any truck, uh, whether it's diesel, gas, electric, the elevation, you, you can't get around physics, right? So that's going to that's gonna always play into, a role into it. What I'm curious about is if it's 500 miles or 800 kilometers for uh, you Canucks out there, if it's 500 miles loaded, I wonder if it, and of course it would never because uh, a semi is supposed to be hauling things back and forth, right? Uh, but if it wasn't, like if you were just to have it and you didn't drive it without a trailer at the back, I wonder what the range would be then. I'm very, very curious to know. Uh, well, yeah, Nerds Fire says the range is crazy if it's a real world range. Well, you know what? Um, that brings up the whole debate of does Tesla have real world range or is it fictitious range? Because <laughs> I wish I'd taken a screenshot of it just earlier this evening after dinner. I was going through my um, Facebook group, uh, the Canadian groups that I run. I think it's the three or the Y. I forget which group it was. Somebody was saying, and I apologize if you're out there listening or watching. I'm not making fun of you. Trust me. I'm just, I just <laughs> thought it was a little uh, interesting. Um, and I did comment on it. They're basically saying uh, they're going on a road trip and they're using um, another a better route planner. And they were wondering why the rated range at the top of the battery where it says in kilometers or miles how much you have left isn't accurate. And it was driving them nuts. And a bunch of people commented and telling them, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like what we, we all know, like, you know, use percentage and stuff. Like that. And I just simply said, you know what? It's Tesla's fault. Because they should have never, and I and I stand by this, they should have never put in that toggle or the ability to see what kilometers you have or what miles you have left 
It should always have been percentage. And from day one, it should always be percent, and you know how much percent you are. Then you wouldn't get caught up in the whole guessing game of, okay, it says I have 250 kilometers, but I'm going on a 125-kilometer trip, but I'm going to get there with only 25%, not 50%. And then your mind just explodes because you're trying to figure out the math. Um, so, yeah, I think they should have, from day one, they should have just kept it as a percentage. Like my phone. Do you think my phone says how much time left I have or how many min like minutes before the battery dies? No, it's in percentage, which anyone new to Tesla that's happened to be watching or listening to this, if you just got your Tesla, do yourself a favor. Don't even do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Uh, if you haven't done it already, Put your phone, your phone, sorry, put your car uh, where it gives you the choice. Put it in percentage and just forget about the kilometers. Just drive your car. Uh, don't worry. There isn't, your, your battery isn't dying. There's no big, huge problem with your battery. Uh, it At the beginning, you will get slight degradation. That That's that's normal. Don't freak out. It's anywhere from like three to five to seven percent, and then it levels off, and you'll be fine after that. Uh, Tesla batteries and the battery management system are one of the best ones in the industry, so don't worry about it. Just put it in. Uh, if you want to save yourself a lot of headache and um, just <laughs> whatever else comes with with worrying about it and worry, I guess you could say, and anxiety, put it in percentage and forget about it i should get a shirt written saying put it in percent oh yeah that's what I, I should see i don't have merch speaking of merch speaking of shirts i'm wearing my buddy dan's northern tesla shirt very cool shirt fits amazing one of the best fitting shirts in terms of uh um i guess merch wear if that's a term that's out there that it fits really good so thank you very much so if you want one of these shirts trust me they're, they fit really really well Go to Dan's site and um, give him some of your um, uh, moolah and buy a shirt. It'll, it'll be well worth it, especially with Christmas coming up. He's got different ones than this. It's, this isn't the only one, but I like this one. Uh, sorry, tangent. See, Ryan, you're supposed to be reeling me on these tangents. Um, uh, yeah, the regen must be insane on that. Um, what else did I miss here? How can you estimate what percentage will be used in the location from A to B? How can one estimate? Here, here's a question that's uh, asked by uh, Tessa. Uh, we're not to, to worry about you, you. You don't have to estimate. The card is, does such a good job of calculating uh, now with even new things as of the updates this summer uh, where they do elevation, wind, weather, like all these kind of uh, conditions and and um, points uh, like factors that you don't need to uh, worry about. You don't you don't need to put take all that into consideration. The car does it for you, and the and I know you know this, uh, Tess MD. I know you know this. I'm telling this for other people. Don't worry. The car is very accurate as long as you maintain a decent speed and you don't you're not one of these lead foot people that are doing like. 140 down the highway uh, I, or you have the AC cranked to low on 10 
uh, eat or vice versa in this wintertime, you're like cooking in there at 26 degrees. <laughs> like somebody that I'm not going to name names that lives out in the, <laughs> the West Coast of Canada. Or not the West Coast, the West End of Canada <laughs> that likes a nice hot house. Uh, but in your car, unless you're like that, you'll get there with what the car predicts you get there with. And you might even get there with better range because I find that the car's computer, the BMS or the navigation uh, sort of over-calculates or under-calculates and actually um, underestimates and you get there with a better percentage than, than you thought you would. Uh, once again, if you drive like a normal human being, don't drive crazy. Duh. Okay, let me let me see what I've missed here. Uh, okay, uh, Niagara Falls to downtown Toronto. I know it's roughly 120, 130 kilometers, but what is that in percentage? Well, that's different. See, that's that's going to be depending on your car. Depending, there is no standard percentage because if you have a long range uh, Model S compared to a you know, standard range Model 3, the percentage of the battery is going to be different, I think. Yeah, it should be. So just put it in. And that's why, you know, you can use these apps out there if you want to estimate it, called a better route planner. Um, that is very, very good in terms of getting you an idea of, you know, where you can charge on a trip that you're going on and what you're going to get there with and stuff like that. Plus, you can go in a car and, and check it out yourself, too. And if you only charge up to 80, but you know you're going to charge 100, and it says you're going to get there with 20%, well, then that extra 20% that you're going to charge to 100, add that to the 20%. It'll be roughly 40. Um, tangents. Jesus Christ, Dex. Tangents. Okay, so the semi is done. Moving right along to the next topic is my favorite topic. <laughs> Uh, the Cybertruck. Okay, so this was um, shown back uh, probably a couple weeks ago in the middle of October. Uh, these two weird shape, and uh, let me see if I can zoom in on this. Yeah, there you go. If you're watching at home, it's these two <laughs> door wedge shaped uh, white wrapped things uh, were sitting out at the side of a uh, Texas at the at the Gigafactory, and I mean, you don't have to write the word Cybertruck on it. Everyone knows that's what they were. They couldn't hide it. Elon later confirmed it in a tweet, and somebody uh, said um, said it must be it. And he he said, uh, "What did he say? It's here somewhere." Uh, anyways, he confirmed it. He confirmed it with a a funny a funny thing. So people were wondering, what is it? What is it? Uh, now we found out that, or what we thought it was, or what a lot of people thought it was, it was a, um, a calibration units or, or like a certification units. So where they can check and verify uh, or validation. That's what I'm looking for. Not, not calibration, not certification, but validation units uh, or validation uh, cars. Uh, and or trucks, I should say, and uh, they're going to be used. They're probably from Fremont, and they're going to be used to, um, you know, 
validate the machinery and that big giant gigapress that uh, Idra uh, 9,000 ton gigapress. Uh, so that's what we thought. And then uh, we, we were right because um, a few days later, or I think, yeah, a few days later, uh, they, they confirmed that it was actually those because now there's new pictures and I don't have it here that they moved it into the factory. Um, and there's on, there's, there's a label of a company and, uh, Darren did some research and found out that company is a company in Michigan that deals with metal and deals with contracts for a lot of auto manufacturers, uh, for doing that exact kind of things where they make prototypes or rough builds or validation builds for these companies. Uh, because they deal with steel or something. I forget the name of the company. So that's what it is. So those are exactly what they're for. And uh, more cyber truck news moving right along in while we're talking about this. They talked about um, in the earnings call um, and in that little uh, handout they give you before the earnings call goes, um, when they looked at the, sorry, when they looked at the roadmap for what was uh, uh, coming out in production and stuff like that, and uh, the Cybertruck changed from in development to tooling. So it's exciting. It's, it's exciting. And for all the naysayers that said the Cybertruck's not coming, all these articles that came out saying, yeah, it's not coming out. And the amount of friends and family after that article, and even to this day, that uh, when I, I run into them, they're like, oh, yeah, so they're not making a Cybertruck anymore, eh? That was just a, a big hoax. I'm like, no, 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 stop listening to everything you see or hear or read on the internet because that's false. Uh, they are making it. It's just seriously, stupidly delayed because of the pandemic and the global shortage and stuff like that. And also, you know, Tesla has some uh, blame to be held with that. They, they kept adding things and they didn't get into this pencils down thing that they should have done. Um, so it's going to be a great, great truck. It's going to be a lot more expensive. Uh, I, for one, <laughs> am praying and hoping that I'll be able to afford one, but I don't know. I mean, we have this new thing in Canada now that started September 1st called a luxury tax. Any vehicle that's over a hundred grand now has a luxury tax. Son of a gun. Somebody else coming in here with, <laughs> uh, hold, hold that thought folks. I got it. It's, this is like whack-a-mole. Never had it at all in any of these other ones. And now all of a sudden, uh, I'm getting these damn idiots uh, in the chat here. Or maybe it did happen before. We just never, never knew it. So, okay, they should be gone now. Um, yeah, maybe I just didn't pay attention. But they should be gone now. I apologize for anyone... Um, in the chat, seeing all these new dating for all tastes of ages, <laughs> stupid spam. Uh, Cybertruck has been on the list since 2019. Yeah, uh, I know. I know the, the Model Y was also supposed to be a stopgap for me too. <laughs> I think I'll keep it. I like it a lot. But um, because like I said, it, it's gonna go up in price. They've taken the pricing away. It's gonna be expensive, uh, especially like I was saying before I got all these rude, uh, uh, spam things in the chat. In Canada, has this luxury tax on it. So when when uh, any vehicle or, or purchase, like RV, I guess it even even 
works on and stuff like that, or motorhome, that if it's over $100,000 Canadian, they slap you with this, what is it? 7%? 10%? Some, some quite expensive tax. Um, so, and, and even if they didn't have a tax, I'm not rich. I can't afford uh, a six-figure vehicle, even if it's as great as uh, Uncle Elon says it's going to be with the, uh, with the Cybertruck. So, I mean, I hope, I'm praying um, that I'll be able to afford it, but who knows. But that, so that's the latest Cybertruck news. Uh, let me see if I can get rid of that and move on. Why are we looking for time? 44 minutes? No, not bad at all, Dax. <laughs> Getting better. Uh this is fun. This next article. Is, okay, thanks, Brent. Brent. Brent says it's going to be ten percent, ten freaking percent on top. So, yeah, at least another ten grand if you want to uh, buy anything that's over a hundred thousand dollars. And you know what? Part of me says, you know what? Anyone is buying a car that's that that price, maybe should pay. I don't know. It's just I don't want to get political. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, here's a question uh, by Tesla MD. Do you think the Cybertruck will be used primarily as a truck or an SUV? Oh, well, that's that's the age-old question for all these people that have trucks right now. Uh, trucks are so popular in North America. And I, I think they did a study once, and I, I don't quote me on the numbers, but I remember um, – hearing it was it was shocking the amount of people that actually use a truck as a truck compared to the people that just use a truck uh as an suv it's it's amazing to, to think how many actually use it as a truck and when i say amazing i mean how amazingly low it is okay uh the referral program this is fun they're Tesla looks like they are bringing back this referral program after they quashed it. Well, it's probably been two years now um, or a year and a half or whatever. It looks like they're bringing it back. They're bringing it back in China. Uh, they've lowered their prices in China. Oh, because the sky is falling and the demand is, is killing Tesla. No, that's what the Fudsters want you to believe, folks. But that's not. I mean, I'm sure maybe there is a little bit of demand that is a decline and stuff like that. But... I don't think the sky is falling. Uh, I think this is a brilliant uh, strategic move on Tesla's part to bring this back and to lower the prices a little bit. Now they can double their production uh, and sales and stuff like that. So, do, do I think there's no there was no demand dip? No, I'm I'm not naive to think that. I'm sure there was, uh, but it's not like things are drying up and now they've got all these hundreds of thousands of cars sitting there and nobody's buying them. Um, anyways, along with that, uh, this is about the referral program, not the, not, <laughs> not the uh, demand um, thing that they want you to think. Uh, the referral program, this is fun. Uh, it's going to be, the, what, the way they're doing it in China is uh, you can get uh, supercharging miles, you can get uh, different paraphernalia um, belts, if you want to get your, your Texas belt, you can get your Texas belt if you didn't get it. Now you can get it for free, I guess. Um, so how, how does Darren have it here? I'm trying to read it here. Sorry, bear with me. Uh, okay, so 
uh, Tesla says for every five successful referrals, you're entered into a draw and 20 referrals gets you a better chance and stuff like that. And then you've got stuff like uh, VIP tours of, of factories, um, 50,000 kilometers free supercharging. That's amazing. But once again, if it has an expiry, you'll end up never using it. Uh, access to a Model 3 or Model Y for a year. That's pretty cool. Uh, access to full self-driving for two years. Like, these are cool little prizes. Like, this is stuff that Tesla can do, and it won't break the bank. Um, nah, the supercharging, maybe a little bit, but you're not. They're, basically, they're not giving away roadsters. Uh, so they're not losing their shirt. Not that they're losing their shirt on roadsters because they haven't made any yet. So they can't lose their shirt on something that they're giving away if they haven't even made it yet. So it's good to see that it's coming back. Um, I was joking with some of my friends that helped me moderate my Facebook groups today. I was saying, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be funny when, when and if this comes back. Uh, we have a strict rule in our, in our Facebook group that no sharing of referral codes. Um, and I think every Face, every Tesla Facebook group has the same rule, but and obviously for obvious reasons. Um, but I think with it coming back, it's going to be one of those whack-a-mole things, and people will they just don't listen or they don't read the rules, even though they say they read the rules. And uh, we'll have to do that um, because at the end of the day, you can't just be promoting your own stuff. Uh, when you're supposed to be helping other people out. And I you know I know the argument could be said, oh, you're helping people out by giving, sharing your code. You know, I mean, everyone could be doing that though, everyone. Because everyone in that group either is getting a Tesla or has a Tesla. So they could all be sharing groups and then the whole group would just be cluttered with that. Uh, let me see what I'm uh, doing here with the questions here. 10%. Uh... Oh, boats. Well, going back to the luxury thing, it's boats are 200K. Uh, yeah, uh, okay, I'm caught up in the questions there um, and the comments. So, yeah, that's the referral code. It sounds fun. It really does. Uh, I'm glad it's coming back. It's going to spur more, more, and more uh, demand. Where And that's why I think it's not going to come to Canada as quickly as obviously it did in China. Uh, when I say Canada, sorry, Canada, I mean North America. It won't come to North America as quickly. It probably will eventually, but not like tomorrow or anything like that. Uh, moving on to the next topic. Okay, I'm confused here. Okay, first of all, I'll, talk, I'll tell you. The topic is uh, the new software update. It's slowly rolling out. I know a couple of people that have it. It's 2022.40.1. I don't have it yet. Um, eagerly awaiting it. Basically, it has sentry mode and dog mode. Now they found a way that you can keep your dog in a car while you had sentry, while you keep sentry mode on. Uh, it deactivates the, the audible alarm because before, when you had dog mode on, sentry mode couldn't go on because if you have a big dog, uh, it could trigger the alarm. So there was no way of doing it. Now they figured out a way. Uh, so that's good. Improved charging efficiency. So now they've actually optimized the charging uh, when you're at superchargers and stuff like that. And maybe even regular charging uh maybe when you're at home so now it preconditions the the battery more efficiently apparently uh and it's uh, basically reduces uh energy it reduces charging time which in turn uh 
reduces costs. So that's good. Uh, station logos. So I guess now the media player will uh, give you the station logos, like the, I guess, the badge of the station. Uh, it just won't be like grayed out, you know, it'll say FM 97.3 type of thing. It just won't say that. It'll actually show a logo. So that's pretty cool. Um, but here's where I'm confused. The feature that I'm looking forward to in this update the most is drive door unlock mode. Now, in the comments, guys, tell me if you understand this, uh, if you're still with me and you're not falling asleep yet. Okay. It says, and this, I'm quoting, this is, I, this is Darren's article, and I'm assuming it's, it's more than likely in the release notes because Darren's very good like that. When driver door unlock mode is enabled, long press in the interior driver door switch, which I guess is the switch on the handle, so you long press that, will unlock all doors and the trunk to access it, and it tells you how to get in the controls, setups, and all that kind of stuff. So my question to you, my question, not to you, I well, maybe to you guys, but my question is, when you put the car in park or you open that door, because we know the Teslas, um, and maybe you don't know, here's a little, little hack. It's not, I mean, still try to get into the habit of pressing the button on the right stock and putting the car into park. But if you just stop and you have the, the brake assist, the brake hold, and you just open your door, the car will automatically go in park. It'll, it'll beep at you and complain to you, but it'll automatically go into park. But when you open that and the car goes into park, all the doors unlock too, don't they? Or is that a setting that you can choose not to? But all the doors unlock. Now, I'm wondering if it says it means we'll unlock all doors, which is redundant. So the only thing I see there that's beneficial is that it'll open the trunk. So it's one less thing you have to press. Like, so you can unlock the door by pressing the button and holding it. That way you don't have to go on the screen and press, not that it's a big deal because the minute you go into park, the avatar of the car with the frunk and the trunk uh, display comes on and you can press either one to open up whichever you want. So I guess it's a cool thing that if you know you're going in the trunk, you hold onto that button and the trunk opens up automatically. So cool little thing, but it just sort of confused me with, sorry, pardon me. It sort of confused me with it saying that the switch will unlock all doors. Because I thought when you're in park or when you stop and you open the doors, all the doors are unlocked anyways. So uh, let me see. Okay, uh, BitJam maybe explains this to me. Maybe that I'm not understand. Driver door unlock mode only unlocks the driver door when you approach uh, the car. If you want to unlock everything else, you just long press on the door. But what? Driver door unlock mode only unlocks the driver's door when you approach the car. No, no, I'm not talking about approaching the car. This is what I'm talking about. When you're in the car, wait, wait a minute. Maybe that's what. Okay, maybe I'm misunderstanding this whole damn thing to begin with. Maybe you're onto something, Bit Jam. Uh, no, no. See, no. It says long pressing the interior driver door switch. So yeah, you're in the car. So uh, sorry, Bit Jam. I think what you're thinking of is. I know the one you're talking about where you can only unlock the driver's door when you're approaching the car uh, and none of the other doors unlock. And that's good for like if you're parking the underground parking lots or in a seedy area late at night and you're like 
uh, you know, you're a little concerned about your security and stuff like that, and you don't want other people jumping in the car. Uh, I know a lot of cars have that too, where, with the fob, like when I say cars, ice cars have that. I think that might be what you're talking about. Um, pardon my ignorance if you're talking about something different, but I'm having trouble understanding this whole thing in general. But I think I've wrapped my head around it now. But I just, other than the fact that it opens up the uh, trunk, which is a cool feature, um, I don't see the benefit of unlocking the other doors. Okay, uh, we got two more topics. Two more topics, and we're 56 minutes in. We're making awesome, awesome time. And I, you know what? I'm enjoying this. I hope you guys are enjoying this. Um, I hope it's not boring for you. Let, let me know. Be, i got to be careful how I say this on the internet. Um, be truthfully, tactfully, and politely honest with me. Uh, if you like it like this, or if you like guests, like I said, either way, I'm just, it's just a curious thing. I'm going to go back to guests. I love having those guys on. I just want to give them a little break. And I wanted to try this out on my own to see in the event that I do have a week or a month where I can't get a guest because they're busy or internet connection or something like that, if I can do this on my own. So, uh, moving on to the next topic, it is, okay, speaking of doors, speaking of cars, uh, this is something I, I realized last week when I was looking at my buddy's uh, new build. He had a September, September build, uh, Model Y. The, emergen the rear door emergency release, it makes it easier to get in, and uh, Darren did a nice little article, and you'll know because when you go into the back seat of your car, when you move when you flip up um i should I, I did a video look, look in one of my videos you'll see it. there's the rubber mat that seals down that sits down and sits at the bottom of that i guess that mat pocket or door pocket i think you can call it has uh the new one has a distinctive diagonal line that goes right across the, the halfway like dissecting the uh the middle of that rubber mat and what that's for is so you can pinch it and pick it up you can pick it up a lot easier uh, and maybe it's also to distinctively show that that's the newer one anyways once you pull that out it's like it's pretty big so like you don't need a little tiny fingers it's like a gross motor skill you can just grab it pull it out in the event of emergency and then there's this bright red just like in the picture darren shows this bright red little tab and that little flap that un unle un that releases that or unlocks that. And I thought at first that that was the whole release, but then I realized that's just the lid. Underneath there, then you have the actual pull cable that you still have to pull manually, but it's better. So it's not perfect. And I know in in, in, in the event of an emergency, that's the last thing you're gonna think of and, and to be able to you know, get those fine motor skills to do that, even though I was just talking about gross motor skills, is going to be difficult. But at least Tesla made it somewhat easier because before, I don't know if you can see in the in the picture here uh, that Darren has on, on his website, that on the left-hand side is the old design where it's just, <laughs> like, there's no way. There's no way you could get in there. I mean, you would need a good half hour and, like, a flathead screwdriver. To get in there so they've made it a little bit easier but um you just it's one of the things where you just hope you're you're never in that situation to begin with i think that's the 
easiest way to look at it. Uh, okay, let me get out of here. Get out of this one. Uh, okay, now this one, like I said, I love talking about EVs. I love talking about Tesla, uh, but it's not all always about Tesla. I, we can talk about different things too at times. So this one, and ironically, it comes at the exact one hour mark. Uh, we're going to talk about this one is going to be about Toyota, another legacy automaker that's having trouble. Uh, I mean, they're having trouble all year. Their their uh, part shortages, their numbers were down, and this is Toyota. This is supposed to be one of the biggest, if not, they say the biggest um, uh, car manufacturer in the world. I mean, it's debatable between the VW Group and some of the maybe the big the big three, but Toyota's huge, and. They're saying they need to do a major shift. There's a whole article. Uh, go go and read it if you haven't read it. Uh, Darren puts a good article here. But they basically uh, are halting or they're considering. <laughs> See, they haven't even made their mind up. This is the funny part about it. They're considering halting their current EV strategy or plans, which is supposed to be um, – invest $60 billion by 2030 in electrification. Uh, and now they're thinking of just revamping that uh, because they see, they see that when their fight and their, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, how they were fighting against uh, going electric and they had this whole hydrogen fuel cell technology thing that they tried. They, they see that it was, uh, an error in their judgment and they realized that they should have done it. Uh, and they even looked at this, uh, this new one that they brought out just this year, the BZ4X or whatever it's called. The wheels fell off. Literally, the wheels fell off. And it took them months to figure out how to fix it. And I think the reason they took it months to figure out how to, how to fix it is not because they couldn't figure it out, I mean, that may be the problem, but I seriously think is just, once again, it's their arrogance, and they're like, you know what? We have too many other problems to worry about with the with, with our gas cars. This a little electric thing, the problem, we'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> and I don't think it was a priority for them, just like EVs aren't a priority for them uh, for the last few years, and including this year. And now they're feeling the pinch, and now, like the article says, they're looking to do to change to compete with Tesla. Do they actually think? And you know, all the Tesla naysayers I remember back just a couple years ago, and they're even saying it like recently now is, but they said it more back then. Oh, wait till these legacy automakers uh, start making EVs. Then you'll see where. Then we'll see where it happens to Tesla. Well. We're watching them make it, and we're watching them trickle these things out. We're watching them have issues. Um, yeah, a lot of it is bad timing with the pandemic and, and part shortages and stuff like that. But here's a perfect example of, of them just, they don't want to do it, and they have no other choice, and they're going kicking and screaming. Uh, and now they're realizing, even though they never wanted to admit it, and they probably still, they're so arrogant, they still won't admit it to this day, that... Um, Tesla is leading the way and they should have listened 
and and done a test of it. And I I remember who was it? One of these well-known experts had said, all these manufacturers have to do is it's it, it's so easy for them because it's been done before. They don't have to reinvent the wheel. All they have to do is do what Tesla's doing. Just copy exactly what Tesla's doing, and that is your EV plan. But no, everyone has to do it their way because, you know, I mean, everyone laughed at Tesla at the beginning 10 years ago and even five years ago, and nobody wants to have the, the guts to admit that Tesla's doing it right. I think the only one that, that has sort of come around to that um, uh, ideology that Tesla's doing it right was uh, Diaz, and they got rid of him in the VW group. And, and Ford, to some extent, Ford has, has given Tesla some credit. At the same time, sometimes making fun of them, too, and poking jokes at them. Um, but, you know, that's to be expected when you take their number one selling car, the F1 or truck F-150, and on your um, uh, <laughs> on stage show how your truck is pulling it down a road in a drag or in a pull in a tug of war so <laughs> that was sort of you know to be expected let's just say so yeah i mean let me know what you guys think about the whole tesla thing down in the comments below like you don't have to do it right now but if you're watching this later um let me know what you think about the toyota thing sorry not the tesla thing <laughs> the toyota thing like do they deserve what they get uh are they gonna get better or i don't know uh i got one quick question uh, that that came in an email, uh, and then we'll. I'll, do I have a story? I'm trying to think if I have a story. I should have a story. I'm by myself. I should have a story for you guys, but I I may not. Um, let me look at some of you guys uh, in the chat here. Uh, Brent Toyota is uh, here. You go. Toyota is not convinced <laughs> that EVs are a thing. They will be one of the first manufacturers that goes under. You know what? I've been saying this for a couple years. Not that I get pleasure in seeing people lose their jobs because that's it. At the end of the day, it's um, big corporate uh, people that are going to make these, that are making these decisions. But the people that suffer are the workers that people that rely on these jobs to put food on, on the table for their family. And just, you know, they don't care. Yeah. They get a discount on the car and they probably drive Toyotas, but we have a plant here, not too far from us here in the greater Toronto area uh assembly plant in cambridge ontario and um you don't want to see any of those people go out of, uh get it lose their jobs and go out of work but yeah i've always said it for the last couple of years with their arrogance and they're fighting this whole thing for the longest time that they have been that may very well happen and you know what i wouldn't be surprised and other than the people losing their jobs i'll have no sympathy so uh yeah that's that's what uh uh, Brent was also saying, yeah, Ford is the next one that gives uh, Tesla and Elon credit. Yep, yeah, you're right. Uh, where else? Uh, Tesla MD. Uh, they should have read the book, The Toyota Way. <laughs> the irony is Tesla's following the strategy better than Toyota, yeah. But then, then there's, you know, like I said, people said all they needed, all these uh, legacy automakers needed to do was just Follow the playbook of Tesla, the Tesla playbook. I mean, it's it it's it's a no it's a no brainer. But they refuse to. So anyway, let me get to the question here. Um, 
The question is from a guy named Mario. Uh, he says, I've been watching your uh, Tessie YouTube videos. So, oh, sorry to hear that, buddy. But thank you. Inquiry number one. Uh, he says, I'm interested in getting an electric scooter for adults. I saw in your video uh, you're riding one. Uh, may I know which brand and model? Oh, damn. I should have looked into this. Should have been more prepared, Mario. Um, yeah. Uh, with, with the scooter, I, uh, the way I told my wife and it worked out great, as I said, let's leave some room in the trunk because um, we'll get a scooter for when um, we stop in for lunch or stopping for dinner um, or even where we, we stayed at some Airbnbs and hotels and stuff like that where charging wasn't nearby. Well, it was nearby, but it wasn't like at the hotel or at the Airbnb. It was a little bit down the street. And, and you, when you're going on these long trips, what I suggest you do is you pick locations for where you're going to stop uh, for the night uh, nearby chargers. I mean, it only makes sense, right? Or if you have a hotel that offers chargers, that's even better because now you're killing two birds with one stone and you don't have to go down the street type of thing. But the the scooter was an idea to have like, you know, okay, you've traveled all this way and now your last mile or your last half a mile that you need to go, uh, you can do it either by walking or, you know, like I said, if you drop, drop the family to a restaurant and have lunch and dinner and you're uh, going across the street or down the street to a supercharger or a charger while you're eating, you're going to be there for a good half hour to an hour, maybe even longer. Why not have the car charge up? Maybe you need to have the car charge up, right, to get to your next destination. So the scooter was a great little idea. Like most scooters, it folds in half. You put it in the back of the trunk on top of everything. And, then, and when you need it, you pull it out, open it up, and you go. I mean, one time, I think, where were we? And um, we were in Maine um, on our way to the uh, East Coast. We were in Maine. And we stopped for lunch at a supercharger. Uh, and there was a pizza store. We figured we'll have pizza for lunch. But it was down the street. It wasn't, like, in the plaza where the superchargers were. So we ordered a pizza. And I took the scooter out. And you see in the video of me riding around a scooter with a... Uh, no, did I have it? I can't remember if I had the box of pizza in my hand but anyways yeah so it's great for stuff like that unfortunately mario i'm sorry i borrowed that i ended up buying one since we came back from the trip for myself and i'll tell you that brand name uh that's a nice one uh but i don't remember the brand name of of the one we borrowed because it was a friend of ours that we borrowed it from a nice little compact light scooter i forget the name i, I wish i did but the one i got let me see if it's even up here um Nui, Nui scooters, I think it was. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, this is the one I've got right now, and it's great. It's a little heavier than than a normal scooter, uh, than the one I had. Uh, so it may take up a little more room. But, um, and, I mean, you can get different sizes and stuff. Like that, but that's it here. The one I have is the... Uh, KQI2 Pro. Uh, I know that's a mouthful, but that's the... Oh, sorry. I'm not showing it to you. Hold on. Let me try again. There you go. That's the one. Um, the one on the far right, this white one here. Uh, apologize for any audio listeners. Um, just Google uh, Nui, which is N-I-U, scooters, and uh, I've got the QI2. And... Um, there's another one that's a QI3. That's a bigger one or more powerful. You don't need that. I mean, this one that we have right here is 
probably more powerful than I need anyways, but this is a great one. This one has regen braking, which I know a lot of scooters have. Uh, this one has over-the-air updates. Uh, it's, got, it's, it's got the app that it works with and everything like that. You can lock it, and it's got a built-in alarm system, which it locks to wheels and uh, an audible alarm and red flashing lights go off if someone tries to steal it. I mean, they can still walk off with it, uh, but it's a deterrent. It's a cool little scooter. Uh, and it's always on sale on Amazon. So check that out if you're looking for a scooter, uh, Mario. Uh, he had another question too. He had a part two of the inquiry. Okay. I recently did a road trip, Toronto to, wow, to San Jose, to Washington, to BC. Jesus. So he went, wow, that's a good, yeah. <sighs> Through Canada. Total approximately 12,000 kilometers. Wow. That makes my 5,000 kilometer East Coast road trip this summer look teeny <laughs> uh then notice the small oh damn a stone chipper on his windshield do you uh know of any shops that does windshield repairs and i'm assuming you're in toronto if you said you started off from toronto um all i can say no i don't i don't know of uh you know what um nerds for hire he's not here anymore is he i wish he was still in the chat he he was telling me about one just last month out in toronto east end area that uh that he was going to use if you if it's just a little tiny stone chip and it's circular get it done really quick um now before it grows especially because the weather is dropping in the morning and overnight and stuff like that and when you hit it with the heat to defrost the windows that's where it starts growing and cracking um but i'm no i'm, I'm no window expert or no glass expert but um i would just say there's a lot of places i think a lot of insurance companies too will pay uh with no deductible they will pay to have that if it's still a stone chip and it can be repaired, they will pay to have it repaired out of their own pocket. So they don't have to, once it cracks and spreads and the line grows and everything, so they don't have to replace the whole windshield. Uh, I know a lot of insurance companies are doing that now. So if you haven't yet, Mario, go to any place you can, like even Canadian Tire. Uh, some of them have um, places, uh, some locations that will actually do uh stone chip repairs just get it get it filled in as soon as you can um i think the the one ryan was looking at uh was a mobile guy that comes to your house so look online there might be mobile guys that will actually come to your house and stuff like that and uh get it done as soon as you can because like i said if if it grows uh you'll be paying your deductible and getting getting a whole new windshield in. Tesla windshields aren't cheap, uh, especially when you got to do the whole, if you got one of the newer ones too, they're even more expensive if it, if it was a white. Did he say whether it was a Y or a three? Uh, no, he didn't say whether it was a Y or three. Um, but if it's a Y, because uh, I, I don't know if the threes have them. You know, the, the heated wipers, whereas, which they're really not even heated, the wipers, it's just the elements in the glass. I know those are more expensive. But like I said, I don't know if there's a, those are on the three. Um, so an hour and 15 minutes is perfect timing. I think I'm going to call it here because uh, I can't remember my story that I, that I had. And I can't remember if you, even if I had one. But I'm losing my voice. So this might be a good time to call it. If you guys have any um, questions down in the chat or comments, let me know now. Say now or forever. Hold your peace. Uh Oh, yep. Here's a good idea, Mario. If you're 
watching or listening, and I don't even know if you are, I'm going to have to reply to this guy in this email, but in case you are um, watching or listening, Mario, 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 it's like semi-semi. Um, I apologize if I butcher your name. But uh, test somebody says it's a good idea to put some tape over over the chip or the crack uh, in the meantime. Uh, I don't know. It, it's worth a try. I don't know if that'll work. Um, I, like I said, I'm no expert with that kind of stuff. But give it a try and see if that works until you can get to a um, repair place that may be able to fix it. I know some some cracks or some chips, they can and some they can't. Uh, there's, I guess, certain situations or certain shapes or cracks and stuff. Sometimes they can't, sometimes they can't. But um, get in. I mean, I don't want to turn this podcast into a, a stone chip podcast, <laughs> but uh, try to get in somewhere and try to get it fixed. Anyways, folks, uh, okay, just before I'm about to go, Brent uh, has something. Let me see what he says. Oh, yeah. I got that in, in this latest update. Uh, Brent's talking about the, the door and latch icon that was released. I, I saw that. I was going to talk about it. I was going to make it a topic, but um, I forgot. Uh, but yeah, that was, I think it's in 36.2. I forget the, the update. Uh, and you need to have the the updated app software too. Uh, I think it, and that's, I think if I'm not mistaken, that's 4.14 or point or 4.41, I forget. Um, you, so you need both. And basically now, uh, to combat winter, which is coming soon. Uh, if you have any trouble, and I, I seldom ever have trouble with my uh, handles freezing, but Tesla's found an ingenious way to basically go about, uh, if you have that problem, uh, you can set it in your app uh, as a quick thing that if you have that problem, uh, you press this button in your app and the door automatically unlatches and comes out. It's almost like a self-presenting door. It doesn't come out all the way, but it comes out enough that you can um, unlatch it. So it's pretty cool. I think uh, I think if, if they do that kind of stuff, more, more or less, that'd be really cool. Oh, this is not, this is not a sponsored uh, podcast. I, I don't do anything uh, with, in terms of sponsoring or, or product placement or anything like that. But I think it's a good idea to just mention quickly. Um, and by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening to this like days or weeks later, I don't know if it'll be valid. But um, if you see any of my videos, you know that I, I get some uh, handshell products that they send me every now and then to uh, test out and review. And I tell you guys, and, and I have a, a discount code that uh, you can apply, and it usually gives you like 10 or 15% off. Well, they've got like a Black Friday slash Halloween uh, uh, promo that's going on right now. And that's why I have a feeling that the one I'm seeing is Halloween. So that should go at least till the Halloween, I would assume. And that means to me, it should go another six days, almost a week. Um, and then Black Friday, I pardon my ignorance. I don't know when Black Friday is this year for my American friends. Um, but anyways, it's a site-wide sale. And if you use my discount code, um, promo code or coupon code, whatever you want to call uh, Tesla Talks. You don't have to use it that one. I'm I'm sure the other codes work, um, but if you don't have any other code, um, use Tesla Talks. If you're watching this, it's it's top of mind, um, and I'll get you 25% off, and that's a good good 
discount, I think, um, because they've already lowered some of their prices for some of their items. Uh, that center that center screen, that nine inch center screen that goes in front of your wind, uh, your steering wheel. Uh, I'm loving that. I did a video on that back in the summer and I still have it on and, and it's great. If you like Apple CarPlay or Android Auto and you like having different things like Waze and different navigations and different streaming audio that the Tesla doesn't have, it is really cool to have. And when I first did my video, I even said it in, in the closing art, closing parts of the video, I said the price it currently was at the time, I think it was like five or $600, I thought was a little bit expensive. Uh, and I, I remember saying if, it, if they could drop it about $150, $200, it would be perfect price point. And they have. It's, it's now, um, I think it's $440 US on the site. And then with this new promo that's going on, you get 25% on top of that. So it brings it down to 330, which is a very reasonable price for that. Uh, I think in Canada, I think that works out to four, four and change, just under 450, I think it is. Um, not 420, no, it's not 420, but uh, it brings it down to a good, a good price. So like I said, it's not a product placement. I'm not advertising anything, but I'm just saying, uh, I'm, I'm shouting it out just as a benefit to anyone that's listening or watching. If you've um, ever wanted to get anything from Handshow, uh, get it now. Put everything in the cart now uh, and use the, uh, the discount code. And Because I don't know, when this goes away, it'll probably go back to 10% or 15%, which is still not a bad discount. But uh, 25 makes a big difference, I think. So... Like I said, this would be a good time to go because uh, I'm getting more um, uh, uh, spam. Why? Why tonight? Like why? I never got it any other night. <laughs> Which makes me believe that these the spam is coming from one of my guests that are bitter that they're not on the show, <laughs> that I didn't invite them. Because that's the only thing I never got these in all the other. Uh, live chats that I've done or live podcasts when we've had other guests on uh, and, and other people like Franklin to help me moderate the chat. I never got this until now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Northern Tesla. Yeah, do we know where Franklin is? Oh, I, I don't know if you're just joining, Dan, but I plugged your shirt earlier and I'll plug it again. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is the third one. So, I mean, I'm sure there's you know, you think uh, Twitter has a lot of bots? Well, I'm sure <laughs> YouTube has tons of bots too. So anyways, folks, it's uh, we're reaching an hour and 22-minute mark, and uh, my voice is going. So this, I think this, this was fun. This was successful. I, I could do this again, and if uh, no one else can come on at any given time that I'm about to have a podcast, then, yeah, you know what? It's a, it's a, good, it's a good way to know that, I can. It's like I said. It's not. It's not favorable. It's not something that I l will continue to do all the time. But on on occasion, I know that I can, uh, you know, man the show by myself, and uh, I lose my voice in 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 the exchange. But that's worth it. Um, but we will join you, or you will join me um, next time. Uh, and when it's it's near the end of October, so. Sometime in November. I apologize that I don't have a set schedule, uh, but sooner or later, next month, within the next four weeks, we'll have another show. 
look for it. I always put it on Twitter. And if you don't follow me on Twitter, it's, uh, damn, I should know. It's like, just search for Tesla Talks. I don't know if there's an underscore in between the words or not. I always forget. But search for Tesla Talks. You'll see that logo, like the lo logo you see up in the top corner right there. Um, and follow me there. And I always post to Twitter. I always tweet out when I'm going to do the um, do the uh, podcast. So that's the way, you know. Or if you're just always on here and you're subscribed to the channel, that's how another way you'll know. Any, any of our listeners at home on the audio portion of it, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to me uh, as I ramble on by myself for the last hour and 25 minutes. And we will catch you guys on it. Oh, thanks to everyone, all my uh, friends in the chat uh, that that helped report the spammers and helped me out and, and stuff like that. It was fun. Uh, Brent had a lot of fun. I see uh, Gary had a lot of fun. And uh, uh, all the uh, dating chat girls had a lot of fun too. <laughs> see you guys. Bye-bye. Uh, See you later. <laughs>